The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. I will share a few things with you, then you know we see God go into we see God going to into manifestation. Mercy. Good to see you all this morning. Okay. I think the first service people they still warming up. Okay. There's a booting. Okay. Don't worry. All your software will come up before the end of the service. Oh, so this morning, I'm going to be speaking briefly on what I call the power of mercy. That's what I've been saying in different places. The Lord has highlighted this on my spirit uh, for the last few days. I started speaking on mercy in Accra a few days ago. That was Thursday to be precise. The following day, I was at Okoba. Yesterday, I was at Alagbado. And, you know, it keep on getting better. And the, 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 the presence kept on getting stronger. I, I perceived that this morning, somebody will, will literally be visited by mercy. Or should I say it again? I think I like these people. I said, someone here will be visited by mercy. You know, some people think uh, in the New Testament, there is a substitute for mercy, which is grace. But that's, nothing can be more untrue than that. Because you will see Paul writing to the churches, and I like mercy as one of the components to be received. In fact, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you. So he was releasing grace, he was releasing mercy, and he was releasing peace unto them in his capacity as an apostle. It's a grace, mercy, and peace be unto you. Not only in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, even in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, he said the same thing in his second letter to, the, to, to Timothy. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you. And he said the same thing to Titus. Titus chapter 1, verse 4. So talking about mercy, mercy is a major force of kindness that must be engaged for you to receive from God. I repeat, mercy is a what? A major force of kindness that must be what? Engaged to receive from God. According to James chapter 2 verse 13, mercy triumph over judgment. So mercy is designed to overturn the judgment you deserve. And technically, every human deserves judgment. Because according to Romans chapter 3 verse 23, all have sinned. All, inclusive. All have sinned. I don't care whether you are born in a mission house. <laughs> some of you, some of you know what a mission house is concerned. It's all about a mission house. You know, there's some denominations they have, you know, special, you know, you know, places reserved for giving birth to people. As they are building mission house, there is a midwife that comes with the mission house. I'm not even know what I'm talking about, and you know. Some saints are born in that mission house. I remember growing up, I was part of a denomination. And, you know, interesting enough, our house, where my parents were, were living, accommodation then was opposite the mission house of the church we were going. But I grew up seeing the son of the pastor and the daughter of the midwife having fellowship in the mission house. No, you didn't get it. <laughs> they didn't want to take it outside. They kept it in house. <laughs> so it does not matter whether you originated from the mission house. You were born and shaped in iniquity. So technically speaking, you deserve judgment. And that's why the first thing you must experience is mercy. Now we all shout grace, which is amazing. 
But before grace can flood you with favor, mercy must plug the holes in your life. So mercy spears you of the judgment you deserve so that grace can flood your life with the favor you don't deserve. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us come boldly. That's a message on his own. Why do you have the right to come boldly? Because Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14 says, Seeing then that we have a high priest. <laughs> you know, a priestly ministry is designed to give you a representation before God. You will see a priest called of God to represent his people before him. And that's why so much effort is put into making the priest flawless. Because at the end of the day, it's the acceptance of the sacrifice of the priest that qualifies the people. God does not really examine individuals. He just focuses on the priest. And that's why under the law, there were all manner of, you know, rituals, the sacrifice. And cleansing, you know, traditions of cleansing that is put into making a priest perfect. Go read Leviticus, you'll see a bunch of them. Because what happens with the sacrifice of the priest on that day determines what happens for a whole year. Where the destinies of the people are concerned. Anybody following me this morning? So there's all manner of cleansing to make sure the priest is perfect. And the whole nation is at attention because at the end of the day, as it goes with the priest, so it goes with the people. Hopefully the priest will come out of the holy place, holy, I mean, I mean, alive. Hopefully. Because the situation where the sacrifices were not accepted, you know, the offering was accepted, something went wrong. What would happen is that they would have to drag the body, the dead body, of the priest out. And that's why they tie a chain around his ankles as he's going to the holy place. Paradventure, something goes wrong. And after a few hours, there's no sign, there's no, there's no sign of life. They pull him out. And you know, the whole nation is doomed for a year. Just because the priest, the priest's sacrifice was not accepted. Under the law, that was all they had. But even before the law, there was a priestly ministry. A man without genealogy, genealogy, as Hebrews put it, by the name Melchizedek, which some people assume is a spirit. But it's not a spirit. It's a person. Of course, it's a spirit with a body. Because it's about Melchizedek. You know, some people just think Jesus was Jesus that showed up as Melchizedek. No, Melchizedek is a type of Jesus. The reason why the priestly ministry of Jesus was compared to that of Melchizedek was because just like Melchizedek, who was without, you know, genetical connection to the priesthood family and yet was proclaimed a, a priest in his generation, the, I mean, Jesus did not come from the Levite's lineage. Are you following me? That was why... Jesus was a type. I mean, Melchizedek was a type of Jesus. He was not Jesus, but he was a type of what? Jesus. Because Jesus, I mean, was not from the, you know, the family assigned to priesthood. And yet, he was called the great high priest. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 17, verse 14. The great high priest. So there were high priests. But Jesus was not just a high priest. He was the great high priest. Somebody shout, my great high priest. Come on, shout, our great high priest. And you're thinking, why was he great? Why was he different from every other high priest? Because the other high priest made sacrifices that if accepted, will cover the nation for a year. But Jesus made a sacrifice. That did not just cover a nation. It covered the whole human race. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You don't get it. 
And it was not just for a year. Eternally. Eternally. <laughs> wow, you are covered forever. One sacrifice was good enough to give you access to mercy. Sin then that we have such a grace, I priest who has passed onto heavens. Hebrews 4 14. Give me that scripture, please. Or oh, you can project scripture. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's passed into the heavens. The, those other high priests were doing it on earth. This one did it with the real thing. What the other high priest dealt with was a resemblance of heaven on earth. But he took his own blood. <laughs> you know, other high priests. I'm, I'm doing a comparison between Jesus and the rest of the high priest under Le Levitical priesthood. You know, they did it with the blood of animal. He did it with his own blood. And he did not do it on heart. It was not with the resemblance of the real thing. You know, God gave them a picture of, of, the, of the real thing. The holy place in heaven. And he says, okay, build it like this. This is the way it is. In fact, if you look at uh, Exodus chapter 26, that, that 34, you will see that, you know, while they were constructing those earthly tabernacle, one of the things that was insisted was that they must place a mercy seat on the hack of the testimony. So the mercy seat was a major component of that tabernacle. And here was Jesus, not dealing with the resemblance on earth, but you know what? It passed into the heavens. That was why when he resurrected and Mary saw him, he wanted to touch him. I mean, she wanted to touch him. What did, she, what did, what did he say? Do not touch me. Because I go to I go to my father and your father. He was about to go present his blood. That blood. Before God on your behalf. So he said, I'm, a, I'm, I'm alive. I'm resurrected. But I got a job to do. I need to go represent you. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm well represented. Oh, come on, scream and say, I am well represented. You know, there's some people that because of the representation they have access to, talking about legal representation, they cause trouble all over the place. My president is one of, one of those people. Talks anyhow, abuses anybody. Because he has lawyers that fights his dirty battle. Everywhere. God bless lawyers. They cause trouble and they call their lawyer. Of course, another trouble. Fix the mess. I don't know the mess you've created for yourself. The mistakes you've made. <laughs> the places you've been to. The errors you have committed. The one I've come to declare. This morning, there is the best representation you can ever imagine in Jesus. Lift up your hands and shout out, God, Jesus! I don't just have Jesus on my team. He's the leader of my team. He's the captain of my salvation. He's on my side. I've got Jesus. Sin then <laughs> that we have a great high priest who was not just dealing with earthly stuff, the resemblance of the real thing, but this one went into the heavens, the very place that was messed up with the sin of the first man. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us all fast our profession. The word profession there is from the Greek word homologia. We simply speak, let us keep on saying the same thing. Let us not waver. Don't ever drop your faith. Maintain your confidence all the time. In spite, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. In spite of what is happening around you. God told me to tell you, he said, remember you have a great high priest. Not an ordinary one, the best of them. The best of them. Who has 
passed on to heavens. Who has represented you in heaven to make sure the road is clear. He went before you to clear the path. Seeing then that we have such high priests, now we can deal with confidence. Lift up your two hands and shout, I deal with confidence. So if you are struggling in confidence, it's because you don't know the kind of representation you've got. We have such a great high priest who has entered heaven, passed into heaven on your behalf. Why did he have to do it? Was it because he was messed up? No. It was your mess that sent him to death, that killed him, that sent him to hell. It was your mess that even sent him to heaven on this trip. It was all because of your mess. And now you allow your mess to intimidate you. The mess that Jesus sacrificed for. No way. He said, you hold fast to your confession. You keep on saying the same thing. The same thing he has said over your life. You say it over your own life. I refuse to give in. I refuse to give up. I refuse to be moved by what is happening around me. The circumstances of my community, the circumstances of my nation <laughs> does not move me because I still have such a great, great high priest. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. I don't get moved by the economy report. The state of the nation does not shake me. Verse 15. We have such a great high priest who has passed on to heaven. It says, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched. <laughs> With the feeling of our infirmities. In other words, a high priest can relate. But was in all point tempted like as we are. Yet without sin. In other words, don't you see Jesus as the son of God? Who never had to deal with what we deal with. Uh -uh. Of course. He's a son of God. But he's equally the son of man. He took upon humanity. Not temporarily. Forever. And to prove that. Do you know if you see Jesus in heaven now. He's the man Jesus. Demand Jesus. That should give you hope. Demand Jesus. So he, he, he was a man like you. But of course without sin. He was the original kind of man. Lord, I don't have a lot of time. I would love to break down for you. He was the original kind. You know, some of us think, you know, Redemption was about, you know, a, a substitutionary, I mean, a, an alternative plan that God put together to rescue man out of his mess. You know, the original kind went wild, went rogue, messed up God's plan. And God was like, okay, what do we do? And he said, all of a sudden, he looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, can you fix them? He said, you know what? I'll do anything for you. It's okay. So, and he packed his bag and he said, left heaven and took a flight to the planet and say, okay, anything you guys know, I'll do it for you, you know. I will not have come, but you know, my father approached me on your behalf and you know, being that I'm an obedient child, I'll do it for you. Let's do it. Let's die. Let's, you know, let's resurrect. Let's bring you back to the family. If that's the idea of redemption you have, cleanse your mind. Because the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 29, is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before you were created. The plan was already laid down. That he would be killed. <laughs> Let me show you something. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10. The plan was laid out. That Jesus would be killed. 
even before Adam sinned. Before Adam existed, Jesus was already planned to be killed. So it was not the mistake of Adam that sent Jesus to the cross. It was always the plan. So it was not like man messed up in the Garden of Eden and God was scratching his head and said, what do we do? Let's look at something. And he called the Council of Elders meeting in heaven. And they came up with a plan and said, Jesus, it has to be you. He said, okay, I'll do it. No. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10. God will see this. Are you loving this this morning? Somebody scream mercy. Come on, scream one more time. Say mercy. He said that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he, referring to Jesus, referring to God, the Father, might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. So the plan has always been that every member of the family will be built around Jesus. He might gather all things. He might what? Gather all things. Is that all to Ephesians chapter 1? Okay. Now go, let's go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. From verse, there is something. Colossians chapter one from verse fourteen. He says, "In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation." I want you to pause. The firstborn over all creation. The firstborn. The firstborn. So Adam was not the firstborn. The firstborn over all creations. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And is before all things, and in him all things consist. And is the head of the body, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. <laughs> the, the amplified version says, so that he alone in everything and in every respect might occupy the chief place. Now, go to Romans chapter 5. I'm building something here. Romans chapter 5 and verse 14. I love this. Romans chapter 5 and verse 14. He said, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned. According to the likeness of the transgression of Adam. Who is a type of him? I want you to pause and reflect. Adam, according to this verse of scripture, is described as a type of Jesus. So, the type was released first. But it has always been the plan that the original will come. So, Jesus has always been the original. (laughs) It has always been the plan of God. That the humanity, humanity will be defined by Jesus. <laughs> he knew without Jesus, humanity will fail. So he gave us a type 
that came from the dust of the heart. They said, okay, okay, okay. Then eventually now release the original. To gather all hey, To gather you. Hmm. So stop defining you by you. You are designed to be defined by him. You didn't hear me. It has always been the plan that Jesus would be your definition. It was planned. It was planned. It was planned. That would be your definition. So let's go back to Hebrews. Hebrews have a few minutes now. I'm getting into some deep teaching which I didn't plan to get into. Just wanted to charge and you know run out of this place. I don't know who's pulling this teaching. Whoever is pulling it, stop pulling it. So, Hebrews. <laughs> Just on the cha cha cha. I said, go in Jesus' name. So, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Let's go back. But, but are you loving this? Come on, are you loving this? He said, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all point. I said all that to make you realize that Jesus was or is fully God and fully man. He was in all point tempted like us because he was just like us. In fact, he's the original of us. <laughs> he's the original of, of you. He was in all point tempted like you are. But unlike the type that messed up, the original did not mess up. So stop seeing the first Adam. It's just a type. Focus on the original. You know, I know we are all flesh. Get over yourself. You have a duplicate, and now you have the original. And you say, hey, let's. Duplicate says we are messed up. But the original says, no, you are not messed up. It was without sin. It was tempted in all ways, but yet without sin. That's the original. That's why it was qualified to die for you. Because the original is humanity, fully humanity. What am I saying? Humanity does not have to be defined by sin. Jesus was fully man, and yet he was without sin. Uh-huh. You know, this revelation does something to you. I'm not defined by sin. He too had body, he had a mind, he had flesh, and yet he was without sin. Mm-hmm. It was flawless. And that gave him the right to represent you as a high priest. Because a high priest, you know, unlike the other high priest that had to be cleansed to represent, this one did not need to go through some cleansing rituals because it was without sin. So there's no need to clean him. <laughs> Blameless, spotless lamb. Sinning, we have such a heart. Then what do we do? Verse 16. <laughs> the best representation ever. Someone who has gone before you to mediate for the rest of humanity. He was there championing our cause as humanity. He said, therefore, because he has done it, because he has entered into the heavens on your behalf with his blood. And ladies and gentlemen, his blood was accepted. The heavenly articles have been cleansed. The place that was blocked because of the sin of the first man has been opened up. He said, then you come boldly. If you don't know what Jesus did, you can't come boldly. The reason why I'm coming boldly is not because I've not made mistakes. It's because of what Jesus did. My boldness is not a reflection of my flawless performance. My boldness is not because I've never made a mistake. My boldness is not because, you know, I serve in church. I sing every Sunday. My boldness is not because I'm in protocol. I'm a greeter. You know, I'm an usher. No, my boldness was not because I grew up in mission house. <laughs> my boldness is not because, you know, pastor loves me and he trusts me. He can call me in the middle of the night and I will pick up the phone. Mm-mm, that's not the reason why I'm bold. It's, all those things are good, but that's not the reason why I'm bold. My, my boldness is not as a, as a result of, you know, my prayer life or, 
or my you know fasted life or what else do you do? Church people, what what else do you do? My seed into my man of God's, which is good. But, but my boldness primarily is simply because I have a great high priest who on my behalf entered into the heavens. So what do I do now? I boldly come. And the first thing I do when I come into the throne of grace is I obtain. Lift up your two hands and shout, Mercy! Anybody wants to obtain mercy this morning, I feel something. Miracles is about to burst out into this place everywhere. Somebody's story is about to change because somebody is coming to an understanding. Boy, nothing is stopping me. Jesus has come before me on my behalf. He sacrificed his blood. So I come boldly. And obtain mercy. You know it was on purpose that mercy was put there before any other thing. Because first of all you got to obtain mercy to stop the judgment. That's the type brought on us. One man sinned and all became sinner. So now I obtain mercy. No judgment. Lift up your two hands and shout, no judgment. Come on, scream and say, no more judgment. Because that's the language of mercy. When mercy steps in, no more judgment. You know, Jesus said it multiple times. He said it first in Matthew chapter, uh, uh, I think seven, uh, Matthew chapter, is it seven twenty? I mean, uh, uh, when he says, he said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Multiple places. He said in Matthew chapter 12 verse 7. You know on Sabbath day. They were, they were mad at him. You know why were you here? He said you don't get it. He said your disciples are eating on Sabbath day. What they are not supposed to be eating. He said you don't get it. It's not about all those traditional rituals. Uh, 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 uh. All those was just to bring you to me. But primarily I'm about mercy. I'm not into all those sin offering, this offering, trespass offering. In fact, if there's anything all those things represented, it's me. And I'm here. Why do you still have to major and focus on all those things when I'm here? And I desire mercy. You know, they saw him hanging out with publicans and sinners and they were mad at him. They said, why, why, why are you hanging out with these people that don't deserve it? And he says, you don't get it. I came for people that don't deserve it. In fact, if you feel like you deserve it, that means I'm not here for you. I know what the type has brought on you. He brought judgment. But now the original is gone. And the first thing he wants to fix. Hey, I don't know somebody who has, who has been under judgment. It's like, you know, although you became born again, but the sense of judgment still covers you up. Come on, get on your feet. You still wear judgment. I don't deserve it. I'm messed up. My family is messed up. All of our families are messed up. Because we can all be traced to what? In the natural, to what? The first time, Adam, the time. So it's not just your family. Who, so stop wearing the judgment. God sent me here to tell somebody. You remove the garments of judgment. Obtain mercy. Lift up your two hands and shout mercy. You know, mercy is a force of kindness. That stops judgments. And in the order of things, that's the first thing God makes available for you to obtain. He said, first of all, you've got to obtain mercy. Because I'm aware that the first man brought judgment on your race. But now that the original has come, he has brought the remedy. So what I call mercy is what? A divine mess, a divine remedy to correct our mess. Did you hear me? A what? A divine remedy. To what? See after me say I have access to a divine remedy to correct every mess in my life. Somebody shall mercy. I stand in the authority of Jesus right now and I declare everyone under the sound of my voice who is contending with one mess or the other 
in any area of his life, I declare by the mercy of God, I declare that mess is nullified. Come on, scream one more time. Shout mercy. You know, I can give you a few stories of people that obtain mercy. They place a demand on mercy and their story changed forever. A few stories. Get, 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 get me my, my heart. Let me run through them. A few stories. A few stories. A few stories of people that do what? Obtain mercy. Thank you. Just, thank you. Just run through them. Matthew chapter 9 verse 27. I'm going to run through them. Matthew chapter 9 verse 27. Be quick. He said, and when Jesus departed, then two blind men followed him, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And look at his response. And when he was coming to the house, the blind man came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? And they said, Yeah, Lord. And then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And what happened? Their eyes were opened. And Jesus really charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Somebody scream, mercy. These two blind men demanded for what? Mercy. The place demand on mercy and their story change. I declare every story that needs to change in this season. By the invasion of mercy, I declare that story changes right now. Amen. Matthew chapter 15 verse 22. Something is building up. I can feel the anointing of the spirit right now. In Matthew chapter 15 from verse 22, there's a story he told of a Canaanite woman. A woman without the appropriate genealogy. Because this woman needed something that was not supposed to be available to her race. She was of Canaanite origin. And Canaanites are like fake Jews. <laughs> they package themselves like Jews, but they were not really Jews. <laughs> <laughs> so she came to Jesus. Look at it. He said, Behold, the woman of Canaan came out to the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Somebody screamed, Have mercy on me. He said, I have a daughter that is grievously vexed with demon. I declare, whatsoever has been afflicted in your house, I declare this morning. I demand by the mercy of God that demonic intrusion on your family in your home is overturned right now. Yeah. So she cried out for mercy. And Jesus said, don't you get it? You are not of that race I came for. Healing belongs to children. He said, but it's not possible that the children will eat bread and crumbs will not fall. Hey! And do you know the, the end result? A daughter was healed. In spite of the fact that Jesus said, I'm not sent to you as of now. I'm sent, you know, I'm a, I'm a Jewish prophet. I can only, you know, take care of the Jews. He said, uh-uh, mercy. Mercy. And do you know what? She obtained it. You know, God shows mercy. So if you will go after mercy, you will obtain it. You know, religion tells you about a God that frowns at sin. Yes, he hates sin. Don't get me wrong. But listen, he's more predisposed to showing you mercy than judging you. He said it categorically in Matthew chapter 12, verse 7. He said, I would rather show the guilty mercy than condemn him. And he proved it. The woman that was caught in an act of adultery brought to him. That everybody felt this woman deserved to die. But what? see what he did. He justified her. How did he? How did he? Look at the wisdom he used in justifying her. He said, okay, he that is without a sin, cast the first stone. He's not only the just, but he's a justifier. And it's not an endorsement on sin, but he's a demonstration of his mercy. The Canaanite woman's daughter 
was healed, was delivered. Then I had another situation in Matthew chapter 17, verse 15. This time around, it was a man that came. He said, I have a son who is being troubled with demons, epilepsy, epilepsy. Another time, he says, lunatic. <laughs> well, epilepsy was actually the situation. He was being thrown into the water and into the fire, and the disciples, you know, could not help. So he cried for mercy. My son is messed up. Whatever is messed up in your house, as you cry for mercy this morning, I declare it becomes fear. And in that very hour, the son was set free. What about Matthew chapter 20 verse 30? Two other blind men, maybe these two other blind men, they heard of the story of the four set of blind men. Most of you don't know, it was two different instances that two blind men cried for mercy. Maybe they had the story of the four sets in Matthew chapter 9. So in Matthew chapter 20, another set. Behold! And this is not tautology. They were not repeating themselves. It's another set of two blind men. He said they were sitting by the wayside. When they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. And verse 31, let's run it. He says, and the multi rebuked him. They rebuked them. Behold, they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. And Jesus stood still and called them. You know, when you demand for mercy, he will never turn you down. Do you know what turns him off? Is when you come with a sense of entitlement. Lord, you must bless me. I'm a tighter. You're a Pharisee. And Jesus hates the Pharisee spirit. Some of you know Jesus hates the Pharisee spirit. Now, in as much as you should, must, you should tight, you should fast, you should give, you should pray, you should visit you know, the homeless. He said, don't ever come on that basis. The reason why you come boldly is because I represented you. Not because you have performed well. Come on, have I preached the truth this morning? By the way, you are coming to the throne of grace, not the throne of merit. Why are you coming with your CV? <laughs> Remember? In fact, the moment you present your merit, you say, ah, you came to the wrong place. This place is the throne of grace, though. And it's for people that want to obtain mercy. Then they will now find favor. The word find there means to take hold of. They take hold of grace. To flood your life with favor. I declare this morning. As you recognize your high priest. Who has done everything needed. For you to qualify for what you don't deserve. As you receive mercy. That stops judgment. And as you access grace that floods your life with favor, I declare every story under the sound of my voice this morning changes. Whatever is not delivering in your life, from today it will begin to deliver. Lift up your toes and shout mercy. So can you now see mercy is not just for the Old Testament folks. Even in the New Testament we obtain mercy to find grace. Let me give you one more scripture and I'll pray for you. Have you been blessed this morning? Genesis 39 verse 21. So I'll see you at Grace Culture, right? By the way, there are two sets of messages I want to recommend for you this morning. Uh, They're available. Go grab them. One of them is Beyond Money. Secrets of a Prosperous Life. And the other one is, I just did a new series on rest and receive. Boy, it will bless you. So grab them. And you have to grab them quickly. Because I have another meeting now. Of course, I'm coming back for the new at 11. Give me the scripture, please. 
I think I announced it. Genesis started 9 21. He said, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. <laughs> you know, it, it was an era that the Lord was not always present. So we visit them and depart. Visit them and depart. But he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So he's perpetually with you. And why is he perpetually, perpetually hanging around you? To show you mercy. Then see what follows. And he said, he gave him or he gave him grace. Can you see the sequence? He obtained mercy that qualifies him for grace. So mercy opens the door for grace. He said, this one is not under judgment any longer. So grace can now walk in freely. Somebody said, why are you spending time teaching on this? Because it takes having an understanding that mercy is available for you to walk in boldly to obtain. Whatever you need to obtain in this season to manifest the prophecy over your destiny, I declare, obtain it right now. Somebody shout, I obtain mercy and I find grace now. Can you bust out into rejoicing right now? Now listen. I have two minutes to dismiss every sickness. If you are sick in any part of your body and you don't want that condition, can you run forward? Quick, 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 quick. I have two minutes. I promise I'll be out of this place. It's 9.05. Quick, 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 quick. In the name... Oof. That's it. That anointing is already present. Oof. 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 Healing is taking place right now. I feel it. I feel it. In the name. Oof. In the who? In the name of In In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that infirmity. Ooh, does it? Does it? Does it? I rebuke that infirmity. Ooh, go, 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 go. Just check your body. You are healed. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. Be made oh, be made oh, be made oh. Whatever is not functioning well in your system, whether it's HIV or Sata Bakuo Bakata, one incurable condition or the other, I declare in the name of Jesus as you obtain message this morning, I declare you are fixed. You are fixed. You will come back with your testimony. Your doctor will certify you whole. Oh, you didn't hear. I said your doctor will certify you all. Every hand. Lift up your hands if you're a businessman or a career person. Every hand that is struggling. I declare by the mercy of God, this marks the end of your struggles. I declare mercy will connect you to the palaces you ought to occupy in this visit. Whatever connection that you need, whatsoever you need to find, to receive the endorsement <laughs> that we promote your gift. I declare by mercy receive that connection. Every gift that is not appreciated, every gift that is undervalued, every gift that is under-celebrated, I declare by the mercy of God, receive your divine endorsement. Whatever is not delivering in your life, but the mercies of God, I declare, receive your deliverance. Somebody's story has changed forever as the mercy of God turns things around in your life. In the name of Jesus, lift those hands up and shout, Mercy! How many of you will confidently walk into the throne of grace 24-7? Obtaining mercy and finding grace going forward. Shout mercy! The power of mercy. So I look forward to see you next week at Grace Culture. Listen, if you have not registered for Grace Culture, I demand and command Register today. Just go to graceculture.org.
www.kingsworld.ng. I'm of you are coming for Grace Culture, October 1st. If you are not raising your hand, I'm not happy with you. I'm not of you are coming for. You don't want the prophet not to be angry with you. You don't. I mean, you don't want him to be angry with you, not to be angry with you. If you are coming for Grace Culture, lift up. Okay. So, turn to anybody say register. I can't hear you. Say register for Grace Culture today. If you have not registered, it's going to be an amazing one. The best Grace Culture season six. I'm looking forward to it. And I guess there's a point I say, I'll see you when I see you. That will be next week. God bless you. Have a week. Listen, have a week full of mercy. Hey, you didn't hear me. I say, have a week full of mercy. 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 The embarrassment is over. I said, the ridicule is over. Shout mercy! Somebody shout mercy! It's not about what you deserve. It's about what he supplies. And he supplies mercy. And mercy is for whosoever wants to obtain it. May the Lord bless you. May his countenance shine upon you. May he grant you favor. May he show you mercy. 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 So we keep on shouting. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.